Hello and welcome to Potstill Radio's new release radar. As always, I'm your host, Potstill Matt from Potstill.com, your number one stop for Irish whiskey news and interviews. And in this case, the newest releases on the Irish whiskey market. As always, I am delighted to be bringing you this uh, recording with some of the fa- most fantastic and most interesting Irish whiskey brands on the planet. Um, I will say a very big thank you to our sponsors, Irish Malts, who are sponsoring the beginnings of the new release radar series. So go check out irishmalts.com for the newest uh, drops and places you can buy Irish whiskey, putcheen uh, and gin and get it shipped to you all across the world where legal, of course. Now, I want to say a very big welcome to Brendan Carty, uh, founder and operator and jack of all trades from one of Ireland's most popular and fiercely sought after distilleries, Cologne in the Mourne Mountains. Welcome to the show, Brendan. How you doing? Yo, man, thanks for the lovely introduction and cheers for the Sherlock Nars Halts. Good friends of Cologne there, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Brendan, it's been a while since we first met because I remember on a, on a rainy afternoon, I drove up to your distillery, um, which I saw today on LinkedIn is your sixth year anniversary working at the distillery. I know the distillery has been operating that long, but it yeah. must have been since since you put pen to paper to build the distillery dream. Uh, so it's been a long time since I did my first uh, recording with you there. So I'm delighted to have mm-hmm. you back. It must be some journey, especially working with international spirits like we are going to be talking about today. Yeah, yeah, you were like you were there nearly three and a half, four years ago or something, and uh, uh, a cold winter's night. Yeah, no, it was great. You were there from the start, Matt. You seen the potential, <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, well, not a problem at all. So we are here tonight to talk about uh, your newest release. Um, it is releasing on uh, this Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. It is going to be a limited run of spirit that shares two international borders. So. I'm going to pull up a little picture here to show people at home what we're talking about. But why don't you introduce this product? Oh, yeah. So this is a lovely bottling. Uh, For us, it's very important, too, because it it represents the end of the Bonded International Series. So way back, we done our Bonded Experimental Series, uh, working with different Irish spirits and combining them together, bottling and blending. Uh, And it it really, you know, was a, a signifier of the clone influence, the clone ethos of integrity bottlings and transparency and uh, non-shelf filtration. Uh, this is that again, th- except this is working with um, our favourite overseas distillery, uh, a small distillery that had a huge amount of influence on Cologne, Belgrove Distillery. So this is the last time we're going to bottle up uh, at Belgrove. This is the, the end of our stocks, uh, the end of the series as well. So, so tell us about, I suppose, this series, because people are going to see uh, in, uh, international bonded series. Um, you're going to see the names Roman Raisin. You're going to see Rye. You're going to see Belgrove. There's a lot of Cologne DNA has gone into this bottle. Um, and you know, I've got I've got my own bottle of Cologne sitting here behind me on the counter. You see, it's a recognizable yeah. DNA. But uh, what should people expect? Like what what's in in this bottle that we're going to be talking this about today? This one, uh, see, I suppose the two big influences for Cologne before we set up, obviously we knew we were going to set up a distillery, but people are always influenced by others. And I suppose Fanon O'Connor's teachings, that, that idea of, of the, you know, the ethos of Irish whiskey and that, you know, playing around with mash bills. And uh, one of those grains that come up time time again was rye. And then, of course, there was Belgrove Distillery. Spending time in, in Australia years ago, um, I went and visited Belgrove Distillery. Um, Peter and Belgrove came to visit us. 
and he really does champion Ray. I don't think anybody does Ray better than him in the world, hands down. And I think I think this Ray whiskey rivals the, the absolute best of Irish whiskey. And uh, for us, yeah, this was this was uh, celebrating that those two influences and celebrating Ballygrove Distillery and trying to bring Peter's quality spirits to the world. So if we can sing about it in this hemisphere, uh, you know, all the better for him. And I think we've definitely helped to grow his reputation uh, up here as well. So it's, it's just gorgeous. It's, it's Ray, and it's Ray like no other. And like, I like Cologne, there's Maillard reaction, albeit a lot more burning in the base of the still and creating much more flavour. It's just an absolute Ray bomb. And uh, yeah, we've what we've done is finished it in, in, in different ways to add to that. So it, it first matured in Australia, in Tasmania, is that correct? In in his Pinot Noir casks. Yeah, that's exactly it. It became became whiskey in Australia, and then was sent to us as as as. So it's not Irish whiskey; it just says whiskey on the bottle. And that again is because of the there's maturation happening in Tasmania, maturation happening in the Morn Mountains that has mm. that international border uh, that that strips it of its its Australian and of course doesn't allow its Irish designation. So a little bit yeah. of a, a cross world collaboration. Exactly, yeah, yeah, it really is, and it's just just to show you know this is a tiny distillery that's the same size as Cologne at the other side of the world, basically, and and it's it's just a lovely connection between the two places. And uh, long may it continue. Uh, and what what I suppose possesses you to to call up Peter Bignall down in Australia and try to haggle spirit from him to to release in in Ireland? Because assume, assumingly, or uh, you know, presumably, uh, he needs all of his spirit too. You know, I'm sure mm-hmm. people who ring you up looking for a cloning three year old would have a tough time getting out of your hands. So what what? What what's what this was uh, gave you that passion to go and pursue him to bring that spirit to Ireland? I suppose it, if you think about it, like um, at the time we had uh, before our whiskey was of age, we started to to, to play on this, and uh, it's just that we were working with all these lovely Irish liquids, of course, you know, and and we just wanted to do to do something different. There was a lot of people are working with those same liquids that we have here, and you know, we were being very different in terms of the blending. Of that, uh, of those different liquids, and th- that was fair enough. And we had that challenge, and I think we were successful with it. But this time, we just wanted to be different again. So we thought, you know what, we'll do. We'll work with some overseas liquid. We had these grand opinions to work with all these or ideas. So I'd work with all these distillers from around the world, and we started off conversations with them all. And then I just, I just reined it all back in and said, look, I love Belgrove. Cologne uh, has a lot in common with Belgrove, and signifies it. You know. Uh, each other's distilleries through what we do. So I thought I'll just get some Balagrove here and, and, and we'll use it. So we worked we worked with the oat and we worked with the rye. So initially we released the oat, then we released the rye. Uh afterwards then we released the oat as a Roman raisin, which was absolutely gorgeous. Like, you know, it was like custard with fruit on it. And this one is a little bit of that in again, but yeah, this one then was something that we finished off ourselves. We thought we'd put a wee bit of cologne spice on it too. So yeah, we, we changed it slightly by finishing it in our signature rum and raisin casks. So our own cologne dark rum casks and a, a lovely PX sherry cask. And whenever you've added the two together, we get the rum and raisin. So every whiskey, uh, I think, can 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 be finished in that way, if only for a very small time or a longer time. It's just about doing it right and pulling them out at the right time. But making, you know, that's the fun of the job, I suppose, is adding a couple of them together and 
on a on a quiet Wednesday evening at home, maybe taking a little sip and seeing if it's ready or not. And uh, this one, this one just needed more time. This one, I, I thought, because the rye is so big and dominant, it had a very long finish, and we thought, look, we'll we'll just see what happens here. But um, yeah, the rye does not go away. It's always singing and dancing, and we've just reached the stage now where the rum cask and the X casks do comp- do complement the the rye, you know. Okay, and that that your your Wednesday night sipping at home, tasting the cast samples, you just you found the sweet spot. This was this was the time for for the rye to make its rum and raisin appearance. Yeah, it was it was some weeks ago. I think it was just before Christmas, so we we, we pulled it out, you know. And um, the time between now and Christmas just flies in. So um, we we now have it ready to go. So we we just got it bottled up, and uh, and we can let it out there. And uh, it's a sad moment to see the end of these bottlings, you know. But uh, I, I think we've we've definitely finished this on a high. Uh, the, 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 I don't know. You've got the press release in front of, and release in front of you, but some of the taste notes are just surreal. Um, they're, they're absolutely explosive. It's it's not like anything I've ever tasted. To me, Peter Bignall's mint comes across like mint sauce. If if you ever had mint sauce on top of lamb, uh, I don't know if that's as popular now as it used to be, but that's there in its abundance but for some reason it works really well with with rum notes with molasses but it's actually more coconut seems to come out with the rum this time and uh those lovely dried fruits are in there as well so it's it's a uh, oh it's fantastic dark, lots and lots of dark chocolate as well uh so i think one of the notes i put in was chocolate chip ice cream was it mint, mint chalk ice cream I mean that ties in it ties in a lot of those flavors you're talking about. Um, yeah. And and I pres- and I, I see from the press release where we can expect the true Cologne experience of cast strength, no chill filtration, no caramel coloring. Uh, a, a pretty pretty high um ABV as well from from 60.2 or something along those lines. Yeah, it's it's crazy how things work in Tasmania because when these guys put liquid into a cask, um because the the air there is actually much more dry than ours, and we're much more humid here. Although the two the two temperatures and landscapes are very similar, they definitely have a drier climate for the majority of the year. And as a result, alcohol doesn't absorb into the atmosphere. It's it's water that absorbs into the atmosphere. So they still get their angel shower and they lose volume. But as a result, the ABV of the cask actually increases over time, which is okay. a very nice problem to have. But for us, that ABV goes down over time, and they they get these. Um, to get these really supercharged whiskies so this one's very high yeah and it's yeah it's with all that flavors in there uh, i tasted it uh again today whenever i was writing those tasting notes and oh it's so palatable at a high abv just because all the oils are still in there you know and that's the joy of it uh, all of the flavor and all those congeners and, and fusel oils they all sit in in the spirit it's the water that, that's going away and, and, and all the flavor stays so it's excellent so I said, sixty uh, something ABV, and um, to be launched, I believe, exclusively through the Cologne website, both in Europe and have uh, they see online that a couple are going to be heading to the US direction as well. Yeah, well, probably, probably. We, I think that the, the Canadians got a few before, but uh, I think we can probably sell direct to the to, to the Americans. You know, um, so the the the. The Canadians managed to get a couple in their last delivery, so there's probably a few sitting out there at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, they'll be launched through our own website. The, the The problem with it is, if whenever 
if we were to sell these through, you know, traditional channels, if everybody got their margin on top of these, it just would not be affordable for the for the consumer. So we're unable to work with our traditional trading partners on this one. So uh, yeah, it's just, it's just the way it is when you're shipping whiskey around the world of that uh, of this rarity, you know. Exactly. And how many bottles is the two hundred something bottles? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, just over two hundred something bottles. So, um, hopefully they all sell. Hopefully people are still thirsty for some really quality juice, even in these wee dark months after Christmas. Exactly. And ORP, I believe, was at eighty four ninety five pounds British. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. And so, I, um... so it, it, it's dropping. Um. As a as a limited release through your website, cloandistillery.com, is that correct? Yeah, that's it. Through the online shop. And yeah. uh, as soon as we get the orders in, we just pop them out. Um it's funny, people sometimes manage to get them in the States before the people do locally, which is <laughs> it's just the way it works. Sometimes the shipping can surprise you. Exactly. So it could be super fast, you know. So I can see a lot of kind of parallels in that innovation between uh both your distilleries between Belgrove and, and Cologne. And obviously you're both fans of rye um, as can be witnessed. And I'm sure there's um, while produced similarly, you know, the, there'll be differences in the flavor profiles between Cologne rye and Belgrove rye. I, I actually have your first release here. I have a, a tiny sample left and I have it in the glass just to remind me oh, of the Cologne, uh, Cologne uh, flavor. But I have, uh, I said, I have this, I had the, the remnants, the remnants here. Uh, if I can get that to focus. Wow. Um, well, you know what? I think, um, <clears throat> yeah. That, is that of the rye itself or is that of the? This is some of the rye itself, yeah. So that's, I'm, um, but I'm. Uh, I haven't got any of that with me, so unfortunately. <laughs> I joined you. Uh, this, this, as I said, is just, just for my own, uh, just to have with me. But I'm having in my World Drinks Awards class here. And I'm yes. I'm pondering to myself, um, what do you think this was the international community? Because obviously in Ireland, Cologne is is a shit hot name. Everyone knows a Cologne bottling sell out incredibly quickly. There's a cult dedicated to Cologne on Facebook. That's literal Cologne cult. You can Google it. That's not a that's not a diminutive uh, statement. Um, so the excitement around the distillery is real. Um, and going out into the greater world, I know I saw you, you've entered some of your first competitions there and come home wielding gold. Um, do you think that this is the Cologne spirits are a departure from what people will be used to? Or do you think it's just an innovative twist on on some of the spirits that the, the world, those those who sit at, you know, who follow World Whiskey Awards results are, are the similar for, for their inspirations of what to drink? Yeah, th th these ones are are slightly different but it's funny um we chose Belgrave uh, because there is obviously a certain uh, connection there in terms of the flavor profiles obviously the Maillard reaction the thick viscosity of the spirit the serious lack of chill filtration uh, or, or, or basic barrier filtration at the most um you know so take, take uh, out the, the chunks of wood and that's about it yeah yeah some chunks of wood woods might start to make their way back into our bottles because folks seem to like that um, and the party fiber is good for the diet anyway Peter's, Peter definitely has a, a good few uh, uh, similarities with us there. So in that regard, yeah, but but but, it, but it's quite different. And then talking about awards as well, um, this spirit itself, um, the last time Peter came to visit us is because he happened to be in London at the time anyway for 
the World Spirits Awards. Um, in it was it was up for the best whiskey in the world in London, and uh, an American distillery beat him at the time, so he came second. And then, uh, but obviously, a multi-award-winning distillery, absolutely tremendous spirit. And before when Wayne, we were waiting on this cask. You know, he was waiting on a very good cask to give us. And one that he knew would be fitting of, you know, international repertoire. So um, this is certainly one of them. And uh, we tried our best to make it better. And I, 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 <laughs> I don't want to say it. I know Peter's brilliant at what he does, but this certainly tastes uh, would fit some some people's tastes a little bit more. And others maybe would prefer the original. And I suppose that's the, the good thing about it. When we were putting, uh, talking recently about the different Belgrove, some people might have preferred the ones that weren't aged uh, finished compared to the ones that were finished so it's it's uh it's there's definitely it provides much more opinion and uh, much more diversity and flavor well that's it i mean whiskey whiskey is subjective beast as it is you know um in in terms of cologne's inclusion of, of rye whiskies or even i suppose generally compared to what they may be tasting here we saw your first couple of releases coming from the distillery um have you found the distinct, I suppose, flavor characteristic from the distillery yet, or are we still are you still building upon that as you as you distill every day? No, it's it's definitely there. It's definitely there. that clone DNA carries through in all of our spirits. So we've released three very different whiskies to date. Uh, the Capuchin Charity Cask, which w- was a tremendous success, um, that the guys, the volunteers who, who sold that cask in Friends Virus Whiskey, it it was a ray. A whiskey, I think it was ninety something percent right, and um, um, and, and a tiny little bit of malt. I'm, I'm just been there. When I when I first met you, I think it was like two days after you just dis- you'd mashed that. I don't even know if you distilled it yet. We talked oh. about it on, we talked about it on my first podcast about Pierce breaking the paddles, and yeah. and, it's, and it's non want to filter through. So I was it was great seeing the the tail end because I remember asking at the time. I said. Was so excited. I was like, "Will you make more? You know, ninety-five percent rye whiskeys." And he went, "No, no, it's still, <laughs> it's still fresh in our minds." You know, I think we've got two and a half casks of that, and the pain is still very vivid and fresh. So, we didn't have the equipment to work with dry rye. You know, um, so Peter's working with green rye, and it's much easier for him to work with. And he uses a hammer mill to break it up, basically, or a meat mincer. But yeah, so. That that ray was lovely, but the DNA shone through with it compared to our first release, which was, which was a peated pot still in a PX sherry cask, and the second one was a, a non-peated pot still in a bourbon cask, and all three of them whiskies, which were very different, different mash builds, uh, different character of grain. Some were smoked, some weren't, and the peated was even, the ray was even mildly peated. They all carried through that same DNA, and for some reason, it still exists right through today, um, even with our extraordinary spur that we created the Balkan uh, Pachin that time, which was a, a small one-off. Um, it, it, it lingered on through it, and it was a completely absurd mash bill of 50-50 malted oat, malted uh, barley, which was extremely highly peated, and it still lingered on through. So I'd say if you had 10 whiskies in a row, and you would you were to taste one, you could automatically say, that's the clone right there. Um, you don't know which one it is, but it's definitely a clone because it's got the funk in there that's balanced and and yeah, it's 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 there. Well, I do want to take this time to say a very big thank you to our sponsors, Irish Malts, who are sponsoring the Potstilled new release radar and are helping to bring uh, this episode with Brendan Carty from Cologne Distillery. So a very big thank you to them. Brendan, mm-hmm. um, 
So right now we are talking about uh, this clone, the Rye. It's a Belgrove collaboration. Uh, it is dropping uh, this week. Limited edition cast strength at £84.95 uh, uh, for the bottle. Um, I do want to get that back in on this new release radar. Um, but I do want to ask you about uh, new developments in the distillery as well, because as people sit down to their bottle of well-fought-after um, uh, Cologne, the rye, um, they'll be sitting back sipping, thinking about the future of, of the Cologne distillery. Are we going to see any new developments? Are we seeing any new equipment coming down the line? Are we seeing any new releases? <laughs> Did I tell you about that? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's called, actually, it's called leading questions for a reason, Brendan. <laughs> I don't know why you've done that. Well done, but yeah, there there actually is. There's a new there's a new still coming in. We were thinking about uh, making a new still, so we're going to. We've got a little bonded warehouse on the mountain as well, so we've moved all of our casks into it, and um, in the actual distillery itself, we're going to. Um, change one of the rooms from uh, at the cask store into another still room and we're going to run another still in there so uh, our two current stills will just run as um, wash stills and then the new room will run as a spirit still so what we're going to do is get the exactly the same still built leg for leg for as a spirit still and make it identical and, and put it into our the, the other room so um, yeah we'll be able to make a little bit more stuff a little bit more a third more so we, I suppose we could end up making two casks a week if we really, really try. But you're, uh, you're going gangbusters <laughs> there, there, Brendan. <laughs> I think um, we catch up with some of the big giants. Industry. Exactly. Uh, and what what volume will this new uh, spirit still be then? The same, same as before. It's an eight hundred liter still, but there'll only ever be three hundred and sixty to three hundred eighty liters in it. You know, so it's only ever it's less, always less than half full. So much more interaction again with, with the copper, enjoying the flame-fed distillation. And it'll be identical to what we're doing at the moment. So it gives us the opportunity to just produce more, but at the same at the same scale, if you like. Um, so we would mash in our mash tun three times a week. We don't mash any more than that. So this would enable us then, if we mashed another day or two a week, then we could continue on doing what we're doing. So... Uh, it um yeah it's really exciting but <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a squeeze at the moment but I'd say we I'd say we'll get it done. You know what we're like up there for space. Too much. Well, of it. That's the thing. Oh, far too much, Brennan. <laughs> um, I was gonna say that that um, you must be filling that that uh, cask room in the in the distillery uh very quickly. So it's it's good to hear that you're expanding up the mountain. Mm -hmm. As I say, is it is it onto the hill of the fairies or or where is your your new warehouse? Yeah, yeah, the little, it's just on up the lane, you know, so, so it's good, just on there. Uh, but the, the joys with the, uh, or the, at the moment, we're actually selling produce and making produce. So uh, we, we've got that unique position now where I suppose uh, if you're doing a one in, one out operation, the, the uh, it should be sustainable space wise. So yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, we shouldn't need any more now. That's the idea. That's what I keep telling myself exactly exactly so is there with this new uh spirit still coming in you're converting the existing spirit still into wash still so essentially you're doubling your wash production which is yeah. great um you're gonna have a few more ibcs for fermentation up around the distillery a few more people will be able to stick their heads in and, and see what they're like yeah yeah and we might uh, eventually even get those 
big uh, oak fermenters that we're dreaming of, and we can have them sitting open topped inside, beside in the still room, beside the still as well, beside the open windows. And the door can be open, is always open all day during production too. So it might be a feed in between the two, or else we can get big funky ones and casters that we can just roll in and out. Um, it's all ahead of us. <laughs> exactly. Well, Brendan, thank you very much for taking the time uh, to speak to me about this brand new release and, of course, about the future um, of the distillery. Uh, that bottling is dropping this week. Um, for those who are watching this ahead of uh, the launch, get your uh, mouses on the buy button ready on Cologne's website. Uh, for those who are listening back, I hope you enjoyed hearing about this brand new bottling coming. It is the last of uh, the Bond International series, so I'm assuming we want to see big and bright new things with the next releases, uh, Brendan, or are they going to be solely Cologne that still releases from now on? I'd say I'd say so. Um, we'll always enjoy the, um, you know, our rum and raisin core, which as long as we can, because I don't know if many people know this, Malt in the industry is getting very scarce. I don't know how long our, our, our single malt release of can, <clears throat> can last. Probably another one or two releases of, of the of the Roman raisin, but uh, yeah, we'll we, we'll keep it going as long as we can. But this is it. Yeah, this this is this is the end of the Bonnet International series. Aside from there, there'll never be any more overseas whiskey bottled again. So it's a it's a sad moment in a way, but it's a big watershed too. You know. But uh, what a way to finish it. This this bottling is beautiful. Exactly. Well, I very much look forward to the frenzy this creates uh, when launched at a very specific time of uh, 4.40 uh, this Thursday. Uh, yeah, we, we, we just, we're always listening to people. I suppose there's always near to the ground. And there's some people who work in offices and they complain. And then there's the guys in America, so you have to give them kudos. So they want it released at 5 o'clock so they can get it in the morning time. And then the guys here... They, 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 want to, they don't want to get it whenever they're driving home from work and then they don't want to get it whenever they are working uh, so you need to you need to just get the right time so maybe some of them can bunk off and work 20 minutes early and uh, or at least <laughs> jump on the phone while the last 20 minutes of work yeah see all the big companies will be listening to this now and, and tapping into our genius ideas so <laughs> exactly well innovation comes from from those who need it so Brendan, thank you very much. A very big thank you to you and, of course, to our sponsors, Irish Malts. Uh, make sure to get your hands on this bottle of Cologne the Rye. And thank you for listening in to Potstill's new release, Radar. Thank you very much, Brendan. Good stuff. Thanks a million, Mark.